Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode five here of the Icebox podcast here. Here with that, Icy Ice Cards, Matt, and then me, myself, uh, 412 Sports Cards. Today, we've got an early NBA reaction episode for you guys. Going to look at top performers so far in the NBA, which ones we think are buys, bottom performers so far, guys who have under-delivered in the NBA, which ones we think are sells, and talking not just buy and sell for these guys, but talking cards giving you guys some advice on the cards that you want to be getting or what the ones you might want to avoid when you're making plays on some of these guys. So anyways, Matt, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Been watching a lot of NBA excited that the season's underway. Um, Yeah, I think they're, we're only a couple games in, but there's definitely been some bottom performers that we get to overreact to. And some top performers that we also probably get to overreact to a little bit. And we get to watch the market overreact to as well. It's always good. A little overreaction is always fun. I'm always good for some of that. (laughs) What do you watch in Pistons? Are you watching an array of teams? Um, Yeah, usually I watch the Pistons. And then pretty much whatever games after them that starts at like, 10 for me because the Pistons usually start at seven there's usually a game after uh a lot of the time it's the Lakers yeah uh Clippers will sometimes be on but yeah I watch a lot of Pistons and a lot of Lakers how are how are those Pistons looking what's their record Uh, I guess they have one or two wins record is terrible they have one win as of now but I was close yeah I think for the most part we're kind of hoping for that at least so we can get a, another couple good draft picks. Um, I, I pretty much just want to see them like compete in every game, which they have been. They haven't been getting blown out. So That's I, good. I would fine, I would be fine with them not winning any games, but being super competitive in all of them and just get some good draft picks, build it up that way. Well, you know, you guys have been using a lot of draft picks, but I don't know where the results are. Uh, I, I heard, I guess it's cause you don't have like a bona fide star. Uh, maybe that's Kate. I haven't, you know, Kate just got back on the, I got out on the floor, but I heard Killian Hayes, uh, has been trash. Uh, yeah, he, he's really rough. I, I think I might've said this in an earlier podcast, but like, I'm super hesitant, hesitant to like give up on anybody because we've had that with like Spencer Dinwiddie gave up on him. Then he goes somewhere, makes a difference. Uh, more notable, Chris Middleton kind of yeah. gave up on him a little bit. He goes somewhere, makes a oh, massive wait. difference. Well, Middleton was a piston. Wait, was Spencer Dinwiddie a piston? Yeah, they sent him down to the G League. Spencer Dinwiddie legitimately pretty good. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a little hesitant. I don't like what I see from Killian at all so far, but I just I'm hesitant to give up on somebody. Yeah. Well, if you don't give up on people though, then you end up like the Grizzlies, where it's an array <laughs> of like somewhat decent players that uh unfortunately uh don't don't get you too too far, but I don't know. I agree. It is nice to, you know, when you use the draft picks to, you know, keep the guys around and at least give them a shot to see what they become. I guess that's some of what we're going to get into with some guys here today on the episode as we kind of talk 
Do you want to go top performers first, or do you want to talk some maybe bottom performers first? Uh, let's do some top. Um, okay. Start with some yeah. of that. I know your your guy, Ja, has been playing really well. So Yeah, uh, Ja has hey, been great. putting up a ton of points so far this year. I actually want to look up what his points per game is. Uh, I think he's currently, if I as of the time of filming this, he is the league leader in points in the paint per game. Uh, outscoring in the paint the likes of uh, Giannis and uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, he has higher uh, points per game in the paint than them so far this year. He is currently shooting about 52% from the field, and the three-point percentage right now is an inflated 38.5%, which I think is, uh, if he could keep that up, that would be huge. If I mean, right yeah. now it's tough to say. It's kind of the the Donovan Mitchell type deal. You know what I mean? It's the slasher gets to the gets to the rim. But I think if the shots for real, he it's a huge buy because if he can shoot, if he can shoot well from beyond the arc, I think it makes an enormous, enormous defense or difference. I think that the team yeah. that's out on the floor right now, too, has helped him uh quite a bit. The aside from Steven Adams literally not being able to do anything except operate in the paint, uh, the guys playing at the two, the three, and the four all shoot the three very, very well in the starting unit. So I think he's definitely benefited from floor spacing, even with Steven Adams uh being yeah. a non-factor in that. So what uh what cards would you look for if you were to buy Ja? I'm sure it can go without saying, but like we're staying away from the base prism time. Yeah, you have to. That kind you of have stuff. To. Yeah. What, what would you look for? So what I have, I currently own uh, no jaw. Um, I'm not even sure if I even have a card anymore. I think I might've sold my, uh, I sold them. There are some cards I think are cool, but I don't think are great. Um, I think that in this year, 2019, I view as a transition year between 2018 where some of this stuff like select base in 2018 has been hammered, but like select silvers in 2018 are fine. Select court size in 2018 are fine. Those things are far from fine in 2020. You, you know, non-numbered yeah. parallels in 2020. I would not touch 2019. I have a, I go back and forth stuff that I've previously owned was I owned a selects like concourse silver, which I thought was a nice card. Um, and I owned a courtside PSA nine. Uh, the courtside is still decent. I mean, pops, I would say maybe on the 10. I'm going to guess in the three to 500 window, they're higher than they are in 18. I think the courtside is something that I definitely, definitely like. The only issue is you have stuff like Tmall feeding in a yeah. bunch of courtsides, which is, which was an issue in 2019. Um, I like the optic hollow myself at the price okay. point. Um, I think the optic hollow, especially in decent grade, I don't know what tens go for. I know tens are tough on an optic hollow. And I think the nine yeah. goes for like $300. His optic hollow, I think is like 300 bucks and like a nine or something. And I think that's a pretty good, a pretty good buy just because, I don't know. I think optic hollows in general are a little, a little slept on 
And if we're talking autos, yeah, yeah why did you find it? I, um, I like the optic hollow because so many of those are off center. Yes, that's what I'm really? saying. I don't know what a 10 goes for, though, is my issue. Yeah, um, looks like there's a 10 right now. At okay, a 9.5 just did 372. Yeah, see, this is that what I'm saying. Like a pretty good buy. Yeah, his bait. Um, okay, here, according to Card Ladder, his uh hollow PSA 10 goes for a thousand bucks. It was as low as 575 in June and is up to a thousand right now. But that's and it's pop 470 in PSA 10, even. But I hmm. that's not terrible. No, PSA nine, PSA nine pop seven oh six. I kind of like that myself. My uh, my favorite jaw is probably costs a lot. Um, What is it? I like the Panini one. Oh, the one, the Panini one base out of ninety nine. Yeah, out of ninety nine. Why do you? Why do you like? I know you have uh, purchased Panini one base out of ninety nine. You had a LeBron. I don't know if you still have it, but I yeah, I still have that. Can you explain to me why that's appealing? Uh, other than it being an, a card out of 99, because th- those pull big, big, big numbers. And I'm interested in why you think it's necessarily worth it. Um, well, for 2019, I think well, right now, I mean, if you can get a jaw like numbered rookie card. Especially when the highest parallel is out of 99. I think that brings a lot of value. Um, Because there's not really like a non-number. Like there's no non-numbered or anything like that. So if you want a Panini one job, you have to buy the out of 99. And they they go for 900 as the last sale. Raw. Which just seems like a pretty decent buy to me. Um, That's fair. I and, just don't know if the set with the set being unproven as being something that will matter in future time. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have a picture of the card or if the listeners know what the card looks like, but I love the Jersey he's wearing. Is that it's the, oh, is it the Vancouver Grizzlies? It is. Green. Um, is yeah. It green? The, like yeah, bluish green kind of. Yeah. I have that Jersey. I have that. Yeah. I like that part of it too. And um, it will be interesting because that is first year Panini one. Yeah. As well. I mean, we know how the first year stuff usually goes. I mean, granted, like I am. That assumes it. that it becomes a something though, but like, right. yeah, the timeless moments are obviously uh, significant in cards that are desired are very desired. Um, yeah. That's what I think that maybe helps the case a little bit, but like the base patch autos, I think are just kind of another card. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. I would honestly argue that they're kind of ugly, to be honest. But um, I think, yeah, I think the timeless moments is something to look out for because that could carry that product like to the top a little bit. Um, I mean, full transparency, the LeBron that I do have, I'm selling. So it's yeah. not like I super believe in it, but I, I do think it is interesting. Yeah, I mean, people, special inserts can definitely carry sets. Absolute football getting carried by the Kaboom right now. I yep. mean, uh, mind blanking. Oh, geez. Crown Royal gets carried by the Kaboom in basketball. I mean, 
people sometimes talk about the silhouette RPA as being like a upper tier RPA, but crown, let's face it, it's being, there's a reason they put the kaboom there. It's because the kaboom carries a product in the timeless, uh, yeah. the timeless, or I don't know, was it timeless moments? I think, is that the auto set? We ever, I assume listeners that know it's the, it's the ones that are canvas cards, picture of a famous shot signed and they sell incredibly well yeah i don't i I will get moving on to some other players here soon but fun note for the listeners i don't know if you've seen this but there was a mock-up of a timeless moments uh card that's going to be in this year's one and one which is going to pull huge money it it's the luca uh the luca three Mm -hmm. to win the game against the clips and the bubble that playoff game yeah that, that is, is going to be nuts. It's autoed too. Luca doesn't have a ton of autos that aren't rookie. That should be yeah, a wild card. This might be for another day, but Luca doesn't have a ton of autos that aren't his mother either. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we, oh, that that could be another. We could spend thirty minutes, forty five minutes on that because I have some. I've read deep in those uh, in those uh, circles, but. We'll, we'll get yeah. it moving along. We'll move to some non-Grizzlies here, spice it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Bridges, man. What do you think about Miles Bridges so far this year? What do you think about, is he a buy? By the way, I'm going to say Jaw is about like a 10, I would say above a hold, inching towards a buy if the three-pointer stays above 35%. That's kind of what I say there. Yeah. Um, personally, I, I would buy Jaw to – Flip, but I would not really buy to hold him long term. I'm not like a huge long term jaw guy, but um, yeah. Anyway, on to Miles. I Miles' cards are really interesting to me, be, because he has no autos. Um, yes, I forgot like, about that. Outside of is it what is it like? Goodwin Champions. Goodwin Champions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh. I guess shout out to my brother, but he has a he has a couple, I think, because uh, you mean Lamelo yeah. autos, a Lamello's couple first autos, yeah, a couple <laughs> uh, bridges because um, he's a Michigan State fan, so he always tries to buy a couple. Oh, okay, but uh, yeah, that's super interesting to me, and what we could see his autos start to do just because they're so limited. You um, think they? You think that's where? You, if you were going to be buying Miles Bridges, that's what you would be targeting right now? Um, I don't think that's what I would be targeting, but I don't think it's something that I would look past either. I think I would be targeting, you know, more like the prism parallels in his pro uniform and everything like that. But um, I do think the autos are really interesting, and they are on card as well, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people like, so – they are on card. Yeah, the cards always look decent, obviously not licensed. Miles Bridges cards, though, have gone berserk. I'm looking right now, a base PSA 10 goes for 155 prism, obviously. And a silver PSA 10 goes for about 450. Wow. Yeah, that's... I believe I once sold a silver PSA 10 Miles Bridges for $40. Uh, the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I know for a fact I had a couple. I'm sure I sold them around that range as well. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched a ton of Hornets, but Miles Bridges has shown 
that he can be a quality player over the past couple of years, which yeah. I think does give me a little bit more legitimacy to uh, him really stepping up. But something that I've heard tossed around and a reason I maybe I'd put him even a peck below jaw, like you said, I'm not huge, huge on jaw. Maybe a reason I put him a peck below is just that uh, there's a lot of guys who could put up points on any given night on the Hornets. Terry Rozier is certainly known to put up points. Gordon Hayward is probably going to need his due. LaMelo, we can get into LaMelo, has really uh, emerged early this year. I, I, I'm I not sure if, you know, it, so much matters, not just on talent, but on the opportunity. He'll get minutes, but like, you know, shot attempts matter a lot too. I don't know yeah. if it's necessarily sustainable, but he is a highlight reel producer. No doubt about that. His dunks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so moving to uh, bottom performers, who do you kind of have your eye on where you're just like, man, I'm, I'm glad I didn't hold his stuff or. Well, that, that. W- that would uh, right now be the big one. That would be Zion Williamson. Uh, I before the season was on the record of saying this is before Zion was injured with saying Giannis and Zion were my two favorite buys heading into the season. Uh, I am glad that I, did not own that much Zion and that I was forced to sell my uh, courtside PSA nine because Zion is an issue right now. Uh, I don't know. We can talk about the injury. Was it a fractured foot? Is that the issue? Yeah. Broken foot. He had yeah, off season surgery on his foot. Yeah. We were talking off, off uh, recording. And I was saying that while I am uh, far from an athlete, I uh, was, I did like when I was playing basketball, I played basketball a lot with friends. Like, I don't know, what was this? Maybe two. This is about two, three, this is three years ago. And I got like a stress fracture in my foot, which is like literally a hairline fracture just caused from like a lot of force being put like on your foot. I don't which know what I it was. Is the same injury that Zion had. Yeah, except it's probably way worse because, you know, he's like a world-class athlete and I'm just like running up and down a court like every now and then. And he also weighs 300 pounds. This is true. That's a lot of force. But even for me, someone who weighs not that much and does not participate in in like athletics, that I can really understand. And I want to emphasize that the foot injury is no joke. Like it sounds stupid and it sounds pretty lame that like, yeah, I'm out for a foot injury. Uh, you know, it's like, why, why wouldn't you just play through the foot injury? But it takes so, so long to fully heal. I don't think my foot yeah. ever fully healed. And I wore a boot for like months and they like didn't refrain from like running. My foot like is like still screwed up. I'm pretty sure because like I did not like I it just I don't know if it ever fully got to 100 percent. And like Zion dealing with a more significant injury. Uh, this is a slow healer and it's not only a slow healing injury, it's a danger, uh, to be a recurring injury, which is where you get into real issues. Uh, and you could have careers being cut short over it. It sounds stupid, but the recurring part is the really dangerous part of this. And the reality is so many careers have been cut short by it too. Like this is not, this is not just like, Oh, he 
broke his hand or like or like maybe like broke his collarbone or something where it's like okay that sucks but like you can come back from that like yeah. I, I broke my collarbone uh a couple months later i was a hundred percent completely fine and your collarbone heals fast or uh heals come back stronger you know yeah it does but a foot does not heal fast no and i don't think you really come back stronger either i think you're just as fragile and especially when he weighs that much, which is a yes. whole other problem. Even if he was perfectly healthy, I'd be worried about his weight. That weight, the weight is a big issue, a big factor for re-injury, as is the fact that, I mean, there's it's, it's not just the weight running up and down. It's the weight when he's going in the air and coming yeah. back down. That is what scares me. He's a high flyer, too, you know? Yeah, I think if... So when he comes back, I mean, I just think every time he dunks or something, your Pelicans fans and owners and all those our teammates are going to be holding their breath because you just don't know with all that force and how hard he slams, it's going to be, it's going to be a risk for sure throughout his whole career, I think. And I think it's going to be, I mean, thankfully I, I have two Zion cards that I bought uh, very early. So if he mm-hmm. retired today, I could still probably hit even. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's concerning. <coughs> it's it's far from a – It's I, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, I, obviously, you know, these are early season takes, but I don't want to get on here and be like, yep, guys, it's over now. Zion sucks. Like, clear it all out. But like, it, you if you're if you're gonna be buying in the Zion market now, which I personally am not, just because the current prices, I mean stuff like Prism Base has come down, but I don't know where the market stands on higher end stuff. That stuff is probably a little bit more resilient. Like the the yeah. risk it's for me whenever I, you know, when I'm buying cards, when I'm buying anything for like <laughs> speculation or investing purposes. It's risk adjusted return. It's the, you know, your, the returns you expect, you know, you're paying to uh, the, what you're paying for the potential return is uh, a big factor in what, if that's a fair price is risk. And the risk has gone up in this scenario. And if the prices have not fallen uh, substantially for the substantial risk that's been added, it is not a good value. And I am all about value when I'm buying cards and that for better or for worse. But that is something that's just a concern to me. This is not to be not to say that there's not a chance for him, Matt, to come to see his cards have a short term game when he gets back out on the floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like both of us, like we, you, you can't deny like he's an absolutely insane talent. He's nuts. Yeah, just a crazy talent. But, I mean, it doesn't matter if he can't get on the floor. And, honestly, regardless of his foot, like, he needs to lose weight. Like, he he really does. I mean, he he was really supposed to lose 15. That's what people were hoping is he would (laughs) lose 15 in the offseason, and he ended up gaining 15. Yeah. Went the complete opposite way. And – even watching him run the court a little bit in uh, warm-ups the other day, 
Um, I don't know if you saw that video. I did not. It it looked bad. Like he looked, he didn't even look athletic. I'll, I'll be straight up. Like he he really didn't look like an athlete. Well, <laughs> it's definitely in there because he is absurdly athletic. But right. uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's maybe some of the weight. <laughs> I mean, you definitely can't do a ton if you're recovering from a foot injury in terms of cardio yeah. uh, related. I don't know. Maybe you could swim, which, you know, could keep you in shape. Uh, and that is very good at keeping you in shape. But I don't know. Who knows? Zion, I am a sell on Zion or depend. Uh, I might be a hold until he debuts for the season. If you're into that shorter term game, I might be a hold slash even a buy if you really want to play risky, but that's a two month window. I'm, I'm thinking there that's a be ready for when he comes back in three weeks and then get yourself out of there relatively soon. Longer run season, two seasons. I'm a sell on Zion. Sadly, I love watching him play though. Yep. I'm, yeah, I don't need to repeat it because I'm a hundred percent on the same page. What do you uh well what do you think of Luca this year? Any any thoughts on Luca? I I I I understand it's not fair necessarily to call Luca a bottom performer, but when you're talked about what it doesn't look like MVP favorite right now is what is all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. It's not fair to call him bottom performer, but I I do honestly worry, like start to worry about his cards even because I mean, he's not winning anytime soon. That's just reality. I mean, he, if he wins a playoff series with that team, that's very impressive. I watch a lot of Mavs games. The team has some quality players, but there is no help for any, no one else uh, is really going to lighten the load. There's not a second star. Porzingis is not a star. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Jalen Brunson is the best that I've seen out there on the floor at taking pressure off Luka. When, yeah. when they actually play on the floor together, Luka can play off ball. And not that he moves a lot off ball, but Jalen Brunson's a creator. Uh, and actually not bad, but he just doesn't have much help. Also, it's a weird system this year where like Jason Kidd is like, trying to make it a less ball dominant style for like Luca and trying to like alleviate some of the pressure off Luca. And uh, it's, it's very odd. And I don't know. Yeah. I think Jason Kidd's a terrible coach. I also agree. Jason Kidd is, I don't know if he's ever been successful as a coach. Yeah. He's, he's one of the last people in the NBA that I'd honestly want coaching. Like, I mean, I guess my team's the Pistons. So He's one of the last people in the NBA I would want coaching the Pistons. But you know what he can do is he can get you a bonus timeout if you ever if you ever need <laughs> it. You ever watch that video? I think I've seen that. Yeah, the one where he tells the guy as soon as a coach and then he tells the guy to run into him so it spills the water and then they have to clean the water up off the court and then yep. and then they get a fake timeout. That's yeah, what I that's... think of when I think of Jason Kidd as a coach. Unbelievable. Yeah, he yeah, I'm not a fan. I I guess my take would be I would still buy Luca. I wouldn't buy yeah. him stash him really. But you would not buy and stash. No. I was gonna say I would be more in the stat buy and stash than in the buy for the shorter term. I mean, 
here i guess i wouldn't yeah i guess personally my collections evolved i guess i I, if somebody told me they were buying Luca to stash, like I would not say that was like a bad idea or anything, mm-hmm. but I'm just getting to the point where like really the only NBA guy or guys that I stash really is just like LeBron and Jordan kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't, because like even Luca, like say his cards double in the next five years, it's like, I can just flip faster than that. That's fair. And you I don't really can like the only stuff I hold are the guys that like I PC, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like have realized that holding stuff for investment purposes, like purely for the dollar standpoint of like invest to sell, isn't really worth it when you can just flip faster than it's going to go up anyways. That's true. I mean, there's something to be said for if you spend less time in the day to day that the yeah. stash maybe. Is better, no doubt. If you have more time to be putting in the the flip, is definitely faster. No doubt about that. Yeah, I'm. I am interested. I think if you're buying Luca, though, you cannot be expecting huge things this year. Uh, the right. team, the team looks kind of confused out there. Uh, there are many good role players, but I don't know. I I I think Luca. It could be kind of. I think almost Giannis like situation where you know he's very good but the the team just is not there yet and in due time he'll get his time i think you know his time to be on a championship contender and that yeah. time's gonna come but i i don't think it is right now so i would not be buying for the short term on luca sad yeah. i like buying luca cards yeah i agree and he's got a I mean, a massive market. His market really couldn't even be any bigger. So that's no. kind of thing. But well, yeah, I think uh, I think it is interesting because some of these like guys that were viewed really as just guaranteed wins are starting to like be questioned a little bit. Like everyone thought that buying Zion was gonna just put them into retirement immediately, <laughs> and. Like, even, I mean, switching topic off the NBA, but, like, even Mahomes. Like, everybody thought Mahomes, and, like, not to overreact, but everybody thought Mahomes was going to be Brady. And the reality is, is he's not, because he's not going to win six more Super Bowls. He, he's just not. But, um, like, what happens to the high-end stuff? Like, if Mahomes wins two, same like Mahomes wins two Super Bowls, 10 years from now, are his cards higher? I mean, like probably. two Super Bowls Bowl like, is really impressive, but like, I don't know if the, that might be almost a disappointment. Like, look where Peyton Manning. It would be a disappointment. It would definitely, it would definitely be a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, so like, I feel like his cards would be lower if he wins two, which that kind of sucks, I guess. There's something to be said, though, for being the best of your generation. And Mahomes and Peyton shared the generation with Brady, I think. So, And I think Mahomes, as long as he can emerge as the best of the generation, I think is stable. See, that's how I feel about, like, the likes of, like, Luca and, like, Giannis. I, I think one of them, you just give them more time, can put up big career, like, you know, maybe it won't be what LeBron's was. Maybe it won't be exactly what Jordan's was, but you see it over time. 
I mean, you yeah. go back before Jordan, you see a guy like Kareem existed. You go back before Kareem, you have Bill Russell. There's always someone. There's always someone. And there's there's going to be somebody. It's just, I, I, I'm not out. I might be more out on Zion, but it's always going to be like one guy, right? It's going to be one guy. You know what I mean? From like I each, think who's going to go that, down as the big one. To me, that one guy is just, I think it's got to be Giannis. He's just, I mean, if he retired today, he'd be a Hall of Famer. He would certainly be a Hall of Famer. I don't think anyone would doubt that. Yeah, and I and I mean that dude is still he's incredibly young still, and he's actually got a decent team. I think it's a very good team, better than decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a very good team. And unless Luca, I mean Luca still has time, right? He doesn't have to hop on a contender like this year or next year. He's he's no. still got time. But yeah, I think uh yeah, if you are buying Luca, maybe either just you need to decide are you going to short super short term like within a month just flip it like because you got a good deal or are you going to hold for five years because holding for yeah one, holding for one year is going to get you nowhere i agree and- yeah i agree i am i have like that luca psa9 like color match like certified rookie like out of 199 and like i like that card but like that card is just going to, I'm just going to sit on that for a while because it, I have no expectations for it going like to the moon in like a year or yeah. two years, even like, it's just a card I like and a card I'm cool sitting on, but that's the thinking there. You yeah. said, uh, you said though, Giannis hall of fame right now. If, uh, if he retired today, what? Do you have to say about the play of a fellow top 75 of all time member, Damian Lillard? Where does he stand in your in your books? Uh, I mean, card wise, I would not touch a card of his. I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that just 20 years, 10 years from now is just like kind of forgotten, honestly. But 2012 like, Prism. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah the set will be iconic or whatever but yeah i just i don't know he he just doesn't have any type of legacy to me whatsoever like i mean like even going back to the 90s there's some really good point guards in the 90s that have absolutely zero value in like the hobby john stockton <laughs> yeah like can't you buy his autograph for like 15 bucks on ebay Probably like that's where I see Lillard heading is just like, yeah, he's got like a really like niche fan base that like pays really like decent for like his higher end stuff. But like, I just feel like you're going to be able to get his autos for dirt cheap and like, like kids, like say, like our kids, like, are they even going to know who Damian Lillard is really? I just don't think uh, so. Probably not a ton. Unless yeah. we move to Oregon, in which case, maybe. But uh, yeah. out here from the Midwest slash Eastern United States, uh, no. No. And, yeah, that's where I kind of stand. I mean, he's disappointing so far this season, but, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter because, like, they weren't going to win anything anyways. Well, yeah. I think, I mean, it might matter in that maybe, although Damian Lillard is very firmly – in the I don't want to be traded uh, yeah. camp, which uh, from a card perspective is bad. 
Although, you know, I don't want to hate on my, uh, you know, uh, add dirty bird uh, flips uh, a friend in the card community, you know, who lives in the area and is a friend of, or is a fan of the Blazers. But I, Lillard is obviously a very good player, but yeah, I, I just, it, he falls into the tier that's not necessarily worth it for the cards, right? I mean, it's been rough going this year through seven games, shooting 35% from the field, uh, 23% from three. Yeah, that's tough. That's very <laughs> yeah. tough. That, that's a little rough. That's a little rough, but I don't know. We'll see where it goes for him. But anything, anyone else you want to touch on, Matt? Um, Any, or talk about maybe some upcoming releases or anything, anything like that? Um. I don't think so. I think we had uh, absolute football come out. Uh, garbage product besides the kabooms. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There, it, I, I'm not really a huge like chaser of like products when they drop and stuff. Like, because they come out and so high, you know, like all the singles do. So I, I usually just wait till they settle, but. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, really interesting what, you know, some of the rookie stuff comes out at. There's not really any, like, in my opinion, there's not really any Cade cards that are worth having yet. There's not anything um, in NBA uniform yet. Yeah, so, like, I, I would never buy the college stuff. I think it just, you know, it just crashes in two months. So, but, um, yeah, the – pro stuff uh i think will be interesting because i feel like the high-end investors that i see on instagram and facebook aren't talking about how excited they are for Cade. no like, nobody like, zero yeah when he was zion everyone was just like i can't wait for this product like, i'm gonna pay 100k for zion rpa you know i can't wait and then like lamello came out and edwards and it's like i can't wait to pour my money <laughs> and invest but, like with Cade, you just hear crickets like is like Literally are nothing. High, yeah, are the high-end investors even going to invest in this guy? I don't know. It'll be good to see whenever the big products come out, like yeah, NT. Honestly, Prism or well, Prism NT when those yeah. roll around the bend, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'll I'll be so intrigued to see what a Cade uh, NT RPA starts at. That'll be the most interesting thing to me. Yeah, that will be good to see. Mobley will give him a run for the money. Mobley's put up really good numbers so far this year. Honestly, I think some because that product is released towards like the end of the season almost. I, what is like NT? NT? Yeah, it's typically like, like late spring. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Mobley and Jalen Green almost outsell Cade. Jalen Green too. Yeah, Rockets, that's the Rockets are pretty bad. Yeah, they're bad, but so are the Pistons. Cavs are not bad, though. Yeah, Cavs are not terrible. I Obviously, it depends on what they do with Sexton because that's a whole contract deal. But, yeah, um, yeah, it'll be interesting what those guys' cards start out at. Um, so, I guess we'll have to stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll stay tuned for that one. But, anyways, you guys, uh, that's going to do it here. Episode 5. Be on the lookout for some upcoming news about we might be getting some Q&A going. If you guys got any questions for us, maybe some reviewing like 
your uh, your card plays, maybe some of that coming too. But be on the lookout. Drop a follow on the IG at Icebox Pod, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks.